Support for studio sessions on KNKX comes from OB Credit Union, the original credit union of the Olympia Brewery, bringing pub-style banking to South Sound neighborhoods. OB Credit Union, offering Rainier, Pabst, Lone Star, and Olympia beer credit cards. More at obee.com cards. And hello from Studio X at KNKX in downtown Seattle. I'm John Kessler with an exclusive studio session with Lee Oscar and Friends. Born in Denmark, Lee Oscar is a world-renowned harmonica virtuoso, composer, visual artist, and manufacturer of Lee Oscar harmonicas, widely considered the world's gold standard. Lee is a founding member of the pioneering funk jazz group War with the hits Lowrider, The Cisco Kid, The World is a Ghetto, and many others. He's released, I think, 11 solo albums is what I counted. And uh, the latest album, She Said Mahalo, came out in September, just a few months ago. Uh, Lee makes his home in the Pacific Northwest, which is one reason we have in the room here some of the finest players in the region. We'll have a chance to chat in a few minutes, but let's start things off with some music. Please welcome to Studio X, Lee Oscar and Friends. Thank you, John. John Kessler here. Yes, sir. KNKX 88.5 is what I listen to. <laughs> ain't no hype, it's the truth. <laughs> so we're going to start off with a tune called Funky Rhetoric. And uh, I just learned the word rhetoric uh, really means it could, it could be real, it could be not real, uh, you know, bullet points. And the scary part is that anything that's rhetoric can sound like it makes sense. And if you don't dig deep enough and take responsibility you know where it comes from, rhetoric can be very dangerous, so be careful. Called funky rhetoric.
Thank you. Darren Asplund on the saxophone. Yeah. Mac Rod on the uh, piano, okay? Yeah. Woo! Alex Modlin on the guitar. Denali Williams on the percussion. Dean Smith on the bass. Andrew Cludy on the drums. So, um, we want to do this next tune. It's called, it's a title tune from the album, the, the album called She Said Mahalo. And it's titled She Said Mahalo. Uh, Co-written by Alex Mortland on guitar. And of course, all inspired by the, the band here as a co-league and friends. It's my only friends. <laughs> we're good friends though. But we're good friends. Solid friends, yes.
we're gonna do a thing even my granddaughter knows. <laughs> and uh, you can name it after we play. <laughs> Thank you. 
Okay. Uh, thank you so much. And we're going to do this tune called, uh, from, the, from the album called Never Forget. It's called Far Away Dreams.
Thank you very much. Lee Oscar. Thank you. Lee Oscar and friends. Darian Asplund on the saxophone, Andrew Cloutier on the drums, Denali Williams percussion, Dean Schmidt on the bass, Alex Mortland guitar, Mac Grout on the keyboards. Let's hear it for these guys. Yeah. Wow. Thank you. Um, Wow, really moving stuff. Well, thank you very much, John. Thank you for being here, Lee. This it's, is wonderful. It's, uh, it's kind of strange to have such beautiful sound and so intimate that it... Uh, in the middle of the day. It, yeah, in the middle <laughs> of the day. That, that uh, I, yeah, I was, my reeds were getting stuck and everything else. It was kind of a, yeah, it was very, it was right, right in my face, man. It was like... Nice. <laughs> I hope that's good. 
So I actually, I, I really appreciate having us here. Oh, wow. This and has been, an honor. So been thank a, you a long so much time for, setting up. I'm glad we, glad we got this together. So as long as we had that last song fresh in our heads, can you just tell us a little bit about that project? Yeah, it's called Far Away Dreams. Uh, when the COVID hit, I sat there uh, for like two years, soul searching. Um, and uh, I come from a Jewish family. And uh, I had been scared of the anti-Semitic since a very young child. Mm. And uh, I said, enough is enough. Uh, everybody knows who you are. I'm not going to be afraid of it anymore. Mm. And I'm moving on. And uh, my, my mom and my Aunt Judy, who escaped the, the killing camp, you know, where they marched everybody out uh, that was still left alive. My mm -hmm. grandmother got the gas chamber. My mother and my Aunt Judy <laughs> were part of the people from the different killing camps. They would try to get rid of all the evidence, the Nazis, and when some escaped, Lucky for my mom and my my aunt Judy, and they got liberated in Denmark, and I was born. And uh, and I always think about my aunt Judy and my mom from a horrific um, thing like that, and how they and how life now they're now living their life. It never stops. I mean, even when they were liberated, it filters through me too. Mm -hmm. And uh, and the faraway dream is meaning that. Maybe there's a dream in the future that could be some hope, and that's what Far Away Dreams is. Nice. So, you know, in some ways, as I think about it, yours is kind of a classic American success story, right? You came here from Denmark as a teenager, yep. but barely speaking English with little more than a harmonica in your pocket. Then in a matter of years, you went on to be a founding member of one of the coolest bands in the world and with <laughs> hit songs on the radio. Did, yeah. did you have that vision when you came here? I had a vision of just want to make it so badly in the music business. That's why I came to America. Um, but I had no sense in who was good or not. I was just anybody. You could you could just play a guitar and not very good. I was just excited just to connect with anything and anybody. And uh, my dream was to make it in the music business. And that's why uh, I left home. And that's why I came. And that's and and my dream came true. Yes. Nice. That's. Yes. I'm glad to hear that. So when did you first become aware of American jazz and blues and R&B? You know, um, it may sound weird, but we never had a record player. I remember my parents had a party once, and their neighbor had some little record player uh, that they borrowed. But uh, uh, radio was the thing. And mm -hmm. radio back then didn't have categories. I mean, I would see Burling singing in opera, and I would see and Perry Como singing Melody to Moo, or... Uh, Duke Ellington, mm. uh, Ray Charles. My first Ray Charles album, when I got to L.A., uh, just before I met Eric Burton, uh, Hugh Masekela I connected with, and he got me off the streets for a minute there. And I got, and I got but a used turntable, and my first record was, uh, was Ray Charles' Crying <laughs> Time. And, and, and I would say, um, I would say that my biggest influence would be uh, Ray Charles, uh, Stanley Turrentine, people like that, mm -hmm. and then of course Ch Charles Miller and the band War and my in the band, and uh, you know, I mean, of course you hear about jazz blues, but to me it was all about music. I mean, I I even got kicked off some show we auditioned where I was playing harmonica behind a, uh, a gentleman who was singing opera, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you know, to me it was just music, and <laughs> to, to the, so um, uh, you know. 
Yeah, and today, to be honest with you, if somebody says, I, I hope it's not going away from the question, but if someone asks me what kind of music I play, I never, I, the first thing I say, what do, you, what do you like? And whatever they say, yeah, I play that. <laughs> <laughs> because the worst thing you can do is to stereotype yourself. If I, if I categorize myself yeah. in some way, people already have in mind if they like it or not. I want you to experience what I play, and when you experience it, then you can decide, you know. So it's very, you know, I think categories can be a danger, yeah. um, even though we got to... I, took, I look at it for two reasons, either for marketing or for librarians. Yeah. You know? <laughs> That's or, it. Or DJs. Well, DJs, they, they got to follow suit. <laughs> but, but the truth is that, actually, you are a great example of that you've opened a door, and, and that's why even the title called, uh, you know, all kinds of blues and yeah. that. I mean, blues is not just in America. Blues is, is a way you express. I mean, Ray Charles can sing about toothpaste to make you cry, you right. know? <laughs> so, you know, it's an attitude. It's a right. feeling. It's, it's, and too many people, to me, have milked what you call the blues, and they're playing the same old poem, I feel, yeah. the same old thing, and they're not really expressing. And thinking is wor man's worst disease, I think. If you play from your heart you should be able to hear, you wouldn't even hear the instrument. I mean, I hope when you hear me play, or any of us play, it transcends beyond the instrument. You're not hearing the instrument, you're hearing the feelings. That's, that's the blues, that's the music, mm. you know, in nice. my opinion. Yeah. So, do you have any uh, particular mentors, harmonica mentors that you, people that you emulated when you were coming up? No. So uh, was radio your mentor then? No, because there wasn't hardly no. anything on there. Oh, okay. I met Larry Adler, I heard about Larry Adler, and. And, but not till I came to the United States. Yeah. And uh, it was the first time he came back to America after he got, you know, uh, with the McCarthy thing, he got booted out of the United States. Uh -huh. And he came back, the first debut, Larry Adler came back, and we met at a club called The Rainbow in New York. And then me, he and I became good friends. Um, he was a brilliant player. Yeah. Mm. Well, I, I guess the way I look at it is that maybe for you not having a mentor meant that you developed your own unique style, because you don't sound like anyone else. Well. Uh, I mean that as a compliment. Yeah, I mean, no, I appreciate that, and and it would be a lot of work for me if I have to try to practice something somebody <laughs> else does. It's, I, that's too much thinking. <laughs> so, as a harmonica player with the band War, you created at that time an unconventional horn section with the saxophone that player Charles team. Miller. Yeah. That sound was what made War unique, combining the saxophone. Well, and, I mean, one of the things that made War unique. Yes. And I'm guessing it's no accident that your band here is roughly the same configuration as War. Yes, uh, ever since Eric Burton, I got off the streets and with Eric and, and my dream came true. I always wanted to be part of a horn section. So Charles Miller, who was a brilliant saxophone player, I would say he stooped down to my level. Mm. What I was good at and always been good at is writing melodies, hook lines and melodies. And uh, like I tell people, if, if there wasn't any funk behind it, you'd get a toothache, you know, you know, mm. <laughs> you know. So, so the combination between, you know, all the stuff that makes the grooves and everything, and me playing my melodies, and, and, and the dream of a melody uh, combined either harmonies with saxophone and harmonica, uh, is, it was a dream come true. Mm. And, I, and, I, and it's always been that since then. And I gotta tell you, Darren Asplund, who who's right next to me here, He's a brilliant young saxophone player who's got amazing ears, and he just, he's like glue right there, wherever where mm -hmm. I phrase, man. Mm -hmm. And if I, if, if, you know, he just, beautiful harmonies and all that. And that, those sounds and those textures I live for, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Great. And, well, and if I may just say, everybody in this band is like a dream, it's like my dream band now. Absolutely. Really, from the Northwest. <laughs> yeah. 
I second that. Now, I've seen it for myself as a guest at one of your recent recording sessions. Uh, but uh, can you talk a little bit about the creative process? Do you have a songwriting formula? Like, for example, she said Mahalo. Do you start with a melody? How did, does it start with band jamming and you just, no. you listening? I, I, I have a philosophy, first of all. I find a lot of people, honestly, and I'm not great, but I find a lot of people start with chord changes. Yeah. And when you start with chord changes, like I paint also. If I was to start with shading before I paint the, the subject, I mm. always will paint a window first. And then I decide where I want to put the shading. I can decide wherever. I always start with a melody. I compose the melody. And then, then what shows the harmonies can be many different combinations. And each combination is very important. It can make the melody move different ways. It can make the melody. It can break the melody. And Alex Mortland, who has a great sense with chords and in inversions and that, uh, uh, collaborated with me. And actually, um, when, when I... That the melody, the, the 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 bridge. When he got to the bridge, I I said I hear something different. And he says, "Well, try something. Go to key F sharp." And so so I did, and I came up with the melody da 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 da. And and so that's why I I credit uh, you know because the motif of those chord changes behind the melody and then going through that F sharp minor bridge is just beautiful. It's lovely and. Uh, uh, but it always starts with a melody because, uh, uh, you know, that's, I think a, a lot of people write songs and songs by definition, what I, we do is not a song. People call it a song. Song means a melody with lyrics. Um, and we do compositions. But if you write a song, I always find the songs that are great, are great lyrics, very unique. Uh, but if it's a great song, it's got to be a strong melody too. And I think some people have a weakness with melodies because they, they have a few chords and they're on a guitar, and that's, that's where they're stuck in, so it doesn't move anywhere. So melody to me is very important. I, I feel like I'm a singer, you know, I'm a frustrated singer, so I, my harmonica is my vocal chord in the way I sing, so that's, that's it. Wonderful, know. wonderful. So uh, that, that's great, you guys. Uh, you, thank you for coming in. Yeah. I want to thank, thank each you. of you again. Lee Oscar on the harmonica with Darren Asplin on the saxophone, Andrew Cloutier drums, Denali Williams percussion, Dean Schmidt on the bass, Alex Mortland guitar, Mac Grout on the keyboards. Thanks to our studio audience. Adam Bird and Brian Moynihan are making it sound good. Par Parker Blome is making things look good today. Thanks to our studio session producer, Brenda Goldstein. One more round of applause for Lee Oscar and friends. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank and you. Really, thank you. Thank you.